Hi everyone, Kathy here, and welcome to part two of Women in Society, where we talk about some powerful and amazing women we admire and that have played important roles in society. Due to the recent tragic events, we also discuss some heavy and important topics that deal with racism and gun violence. Our heart goes out to everyone affected, and we love you. Thank you for joining us again. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to We've Made, Made a mistake. mistake. I'm Kathy. And I'm Sarah. Um, so, Kathy, why were we MIA? What have we been up to the last two weeks? Well, in celebration to Women's History Month, yes. we decided to take a self-care week. Yeah, especially after the trauma of what's been going on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And we were tired. <laughs> we were also very tired. So honestly, the truth, the honest truth. Well, I feel like it's mostly my fault. Okay. What's the honest canceled. truth? Because okay. I'm like looking at you uh, like, <laughs> you don't know what I'm about to say. Um, so I went back to the gym the first day that oh, they opened, yeah. which was like not last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before. And I went so fucking hard, like thinking after a year off from the gym, I could just fall back into like my old routine. Mm-hmm. I went so balls to the wall that I literally could not move my arm for like five days. Wow. Um, you're, <laughs> well, you know this. <laughs> you're, you're actually like this. I know, but like when you describe it, it's like you're telling me for the first time. Okay, okay. So. I'm just that good at storytelling. Yeah. And this line um, is really good. <laughs> that too. Um, but I, when I tell you guys, I had such immense pain in my arms. Like it was a soreness that I've never experienced before. Like Mm -hmm. it felt like any time I tried to straighten my arms, it was like a burning acid. So it it went beyond the the enjoyment pain. Cause usually if you go really hard sometimes (laughs) and you still feel that soreness, you're like, Ooh, I feel soreness. It's a a powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But then this was like, maybe this could be a medical issue. No, no. I even got to the point. Well, I'm kind of a hypochondriac. So I do this with everything. So it's it's not like an anomaly, but I got to the point where I, I was in such pain that I Googled my symptoms. Um, and uh, this like medical phenomenon called lactic acidosis came up and it's basically like your body, you you go like so hard, like so quick that your body can't like break down the lactic acid in your muscles or something. Mm-hmm. I'm probably totally describing that <laughs> wrong. But um, anyway, I was like texting Kathy on Sunday night and I was like, dude, I'm in such pain right now. I think I might have lactic acidosis. <laughs> And then right when you said that, I was like, stop WebMD. Yeah. Um, but I was like, literally, I don't I don't even know if I'm like in the right place to record tonight. Like I was a perma Barbie, yes. like arms in a fixed, elbows fixed at like a 90 degree mm-hmm. angle and I could not. And that was the part that scared me when you're like, yeah. no, Kelly, I cannot typing this. Yes. I'm in pain. I can't even move yeah. my arm. And like I would have gym like try to pull my arm into like a straight Mm -hmm. position and it was agony like I'm telling you I had to ice my arms like I was literally (laughs) laying in the bed with both my arms propped on pillows and like ice packs like pee pee bags (laughs) all up on my arms yeah 
Anyways, that, that was, was the real reason. That was the real reason. <laughs> that was Sarah has a justified reason. Mine was I was like deep into season All Stars three of RuPaul's there Drag Race, and I was like, I cannot stop. This is the best All Star season, yeah. and I'm, I need to watch. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think you know, and it's okay. Yeah, we just so we know, both everyone... had important reasons. Yes. why we had to stop. And, Actually, it doesn't even matter the reason. Um, it was for like our mental health, yes, and f- physical mm-hmm. health. <laughs> and we've made mistakes, Avi, but this is one that we could avoid, so we wanted to recharge. Yeah, and all that. Yeah. So, so, so choose, what choose yourself. Girl. <laughs> so what else? Um. So I supported Wonder Woman, given that, you know, Women's History Month, I supported Wonder Woman mm-hmm. by watching the new Justice League movie, and she absolutely slayed. This was, like, the uh, Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League, which is, like, four – it was literally a four-hour-long movie. Oh, no. Um, no, it, I had to uh, spread it out over two days, but it was well worth it. Okay. It was so good. Highly recommend. Four uh, hours, though? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. was it, like, three hours and 45? Five minutes or was it legit four hours it was a full four hours plus okay the reason being the that same well not the same movie because it was a very different movie but justice league that movie was released like years ago but it was like the studio production version Mm -hmm. and they cut out like a lot of Zack snyder's vision okay and so it literally was like an entirely different movie than the one that he shot and filmed um and so, like, they released his cut, which was, like, it was still edited and stuff, but it was, like, the pr- the full production, like, the full four hours that you get, like, the little details and the context okay. and all of that. And it was, like, I, I liked him because um, he he has, like, a really kind of, like, dark undertone. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I, just, I love dark movies like that. <laughs> Sorry, that's I didn't depressing. expect Wonder Woman to um, be dark, so that's great. I mean, I haven't yeah. watched it. I probably won't, honestly, after you said the four-hour part. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll read the synopsis, <laughs> okay. and I love the outfits. Okay. Yeah. Um, I watched a movie, too. I watched mm-hmm. Minari. I've heard of that. I've mm-hmm. seen that little cute little boy, right? Yes, he's yeah. so cute. No, it, yeah. it's really good. That's all I'm going to say. I feel okay. like everyone should watch it. What, what um, is it even about? It's about this family, mm-hmm. Korean mm-hmm. family, and they, they're they already living in America, but they moved to Arkansas, and mm-hmm. they moved to this, like, land, like, this big plot of land, and basically, like, the family wants to do – or the – dad wants to do farming and all mm-hmm. of that and it's just like it's a beautiful depiction of just like people coming to the united states and living this american dream yeah. um i'm not doing it justice but please watch it it's yes, really good and it's watch. one of those things where like i wouldn't have mind if this one was four hours it was fairly short See. um but it was i don't know it made you like think it's like it has one of those endings where just like it's not this definite ending that you get from other movies that I love. Like, okay, now it's your turn to, like, analyze it. Okay. And I made sure I didn't drink wine or any, like, drinks during it just so I can focus because there are some times where you do have to read. Because, okay. yeah. So, yeah, I basically read a book. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I did that. And then I also – dived into my pantry to kind of get rid of stuff that was going bad. Yeah. And then I stumbled on instant mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. And I do have to say that it is the most underrated 
fast like food product that you can make because mm -hmm. it was so good oh wait it was good it was so good oh it's and potatoes are so good like they're i feel like they're better than regular potatoes How dare no you? these i don't know what brand i'll look what brand they were but they wait, were okay. amazing I'm sorry. I and i made them within two minutes I'm offended. Okay. Well, be <laughs> offended because this is an amazing product. Well, you know mashed potatoes are my favorite I know. food. I the, And the honestly, these it. probably weren't even potatoes. They were probably like toxic like flakes. Flakes. Dangerous. And, but they were amazing. And I, I highly recommend. Um, I think I'll just be like comparing it though in my head because I'm a connoisseur of potatoes. Yeah. I'll just be comparing it to actual potatoes the whole time. Okay. And just doesn't even stand a chance. But I don't know if you would. Uh, but yeah, don't want to knock it before I try it. I know. Oh, okay, you've never it, had instant potatoes. Okay. Does it count if it's like the um, what? If you've gone to a fast food place and had potatoes, like if you had Popeyes mashed potatoes, if you had Jollibee's mashed potatoes, That's it's instant? basically to me. I think it's instant <gasps> for sure. Yeah. yeah, but it was good. Loved it. Okay. <laughs> that was my weekend, just eating instant potatoes and watching TV. Yeah, I've had, I have had like stovetop potatoes. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't had the one that you cook in the microwave. Okay. The stovetop is probably the same thing, but you just. Okay, then yeah, I think yeah. you probably have I'm, it. I'm sure I have, yeah. Um, also, since we're on the topic of food, mm -hmm. uh, I entertained the idea of buying a slice of chocolate cake from Cheesecake Factory on the DoorDash app. Mm -hmm. But after all of their, like, you know, we've talked about this bullshit delivery fees, yeah. and, like, service fees, and whatever surcharge things, <laughs> um, it was going to cost me $24, mm -hmm. which um, I, I mean, shit, I almost did it. Like, <laughs> I honestly did not give a fuck. I've I done so stuff like that. Though. Badly craved a slice of chocolate cake yeah like, i was heavily considering it until i texted kathy she talked me out of it thank you i was the voice of reason for I once i would have regretted <laughs> it um and instead i had strawberries on top of stale graham cracker mm -hmm. and pretended i was on top chef and making it like a deconstructed cheesecake moment wow and it was it tasted like cardboard but health hashtag yeah. health <laughs> and think about you did not grow 24 dollars <laughs> yes so yeah good for you so that was uh, you know that was a big moment yeah and then another thing i i was debating on touching on this after stuff came out but the whole cinnamon toast shrimp de <laughs> debacle <laughs> so i was all against the corporation and then the guy and that's all i'm gonna say i'm not even gonna say his name um, don't even bring yeah. life. <laughs> but anyways, you guys all probably know, but I'm not going to get into it. But I believe that there was shrimp in it. I believe it could have mm -hmm. been from General Meal Mills or someone tampered with it prior because of that tape incident. What tape incident? Um, he, I think he said that. Wait, should we give some context for no. people who don't know what we're talking they about? They know. <laughs> they know. Basically, um, this guy found like sh something resembling shrimp tails mm -hmm. in his cinnamon toast crunch and it went viral and then general mills started like he basically gaslighted the guy and mm -hmm. said um no those are probably those like sugar clunks or whatever yeah they're like oh when you like heat sugar under high degrees or something yeah it could form like crystallized some scientific mm -hmm. jargon that i'm i was like no yeah. And so at that point, I was, again, all for the guy against the corporation. I feel like that's usually how my mind goes. Yeah. 
But then after finding out other stuff on the shrimp guy. Yeah. Like about abuse allegations yes. that came out. Yeah. Um, I was like, goodbye, sir. And I'm not going to entertain this anymore. And yeah. I was just so annoyed that can we just have one fucking thing during this time? Like mm-hmm. this was supposed to be a funny story that we would yeah. laugh about. And then right when that came in, I was like, of course. Yeah. We can't fucking have one decently funny story that makes us all like like together camaraderie yes but no he had to be an abusive dick yeah so yeah that's all i'm gonna say that's how the cookie crumbles that's how the the cereal crumbles (laughs) that's how how the shrimp tails crumble (laughs) (laughs) so something i was thinking about um especially because we took this little self-care week right Mm -hmm. like why, as women, do we sometimes experience, like, shame around self-care in, like, whatever way mm-hmm. that might look like? I think it's also because women were known to be a lot more, like, giving, nurturing, caring mm-hmm. for other people. That, About others. Yeah. Always, that when we start doing stuff for ourselves, it could make us feel guilty. I mean, I have the experience, which I talked to you about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Kathy and I were texting about this and we decided like it's something we should really share. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a little thing that we could, it still yeah. could be a bigger thing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like um, Kathy bought a few items on ThreadUp, which is already a reason to feel good because for those of you who don't know, ThreadUp is an online consignment and thrift store, mm-hmm. which not only helps you to save money on high quality designer brand mm-hmm. clothing, but you're also saving the environment because you aren't contributing to the depletion of non-renewable energy sources. Um, and you find that typically with like these fast fashion yes. brands like online, like Fashion Nova and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the New York Times in 2019 reported that 60% of fabric fibers are now synthetic, derived from fossil fuels. So if and when our clothing ends in the landfill, and let's get real, we only use like seven parts of our like article of clothing every once in a while yeah. recycle. I, I wear the same like three items. Yeah. <laughs> so about 85% of textile waste in the U.S. goes into landfills. And it's you can't decay it. It doesn't mm-hmm. decay. It's just there. Mm-hmm. And also keep in mind, fast fashion is usually very cheap, like you mentioned, with Fashion Nova and all yeah. of that, meaning very cheap labor, a.k.a. forced labor. Mm-hmm. So when we hear labor workers are being paid the minimum wage, keep in mind that all this is exported labor overseas, like China and India, where they're getting paid half to a fifth, a fifth of an actual living wage. And by living wage, I mean literally <gasps> a living wage. So, yeah. And... Sustainyourstyle.com emphasized this by stating garment workers are often forced to work 14 to 16 hours a day, mm-hmm. seven days a week during peak season. They will, they may work until 2 or 3 a.m. to meet the fashion brand's deadline. Their basic wages are so low that they cannot refuse overtime, aside from the fact that many would be fired if they refuse overtime. So it's oh a lose-lose. Also, they don't get paid for overtime for the yeah. most part. And I'm, yeah. That's what I'm going to say right now. I'm going to add on more later. Damn. I know. Thank you, Kathy. That was like super enlightening. And I just want to say like I have purchased clothing from Fashion Nova. Before I was aware of what fast fashion meant, like I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. I'm going to buy these $7 pair of jeans. I buy from Zara. I I bought from like 
Forever 21 because mm-hmm. we I didn't have that much money. Like yeah. sustainable actually, if you look into it, besides throw it up, is very expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, like even Madewell, Patagonia, like yeah. Reformation, those are expensive brands to right. me. Right. So I can see how it can be hard and I could see how like a three like a three ninety nine tank top yeah. is very like you gravitate towards that because we can't afford it. So mm-hmm. it's just like the system's rigged and I get it. it but yeah. if you could afford sustainable if you can like shop secondhand Make i say a conscious choice. yeah yeah and i think after going thrift shopping mm-hmm. i will never buy new glassware again because <laughs> there's so many cute like styles and it's like vintage yeah and there's so much like it's overwhelming how much glassware that reminds me i read an article in like the last like couple weeks um this woman she bought like a china like a china a porcelain mm-hmm. um china bowl at a garage sale yeah. right for like 30 bucks um but she she was like she knew her stuff like yeah. she she was like uh, oh and it probably was like a trillion dollars or yeah 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 she like identified that it was like a valuable piece i mm-hmm. guess and it turns out it was like uh, an authentic piece from china from like their dine like the dynasty mm-hmm. date oh my gosh i sound <laughs> illiterate talking about this but it was, was a very important show <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it. it was a very important rare highly rare piece there was yeah. only like seven of them ever made mm-hmm. and it sold for like over seven hundred thousand dollars at an auction and she got for three talk about a flip I know. <laughs> talk about a thrift flip Winnie. <laughs> But sorry, interrupted. Um, no, no, no. This, this was just a long tangent. It sounds like uh, we were our sponsor is like yeah. ethical clothing brands. But did you hear that thread up? Um, <laughs> but they're not. We just really enjoy them, yes. and you know, want to share that with you know the thirty of you who might be listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kathy and I are texting about you know these purchases she made through through thread up, mm-hmm. and. She scored a pair of fucking Jimmy shoes, but on a super reduced price. Yes. But she was like feeling wrong for mm-hmm. having splurged, which I get because I often feel the same way about, about most things that I buy for myself. Mm-hmm. And it really just got me thinking, like, why do we as women feel guilty about splurging? Like, and it doesn't matter what form it comes in. Mm-hmm. It, it could be um, skincare, retail, therapy, an extra side food. of fries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like everything. dessert with your meal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you always have to have backing to it. Mm-hmm. Like you have sucks. to have a justification. Yeah. And even why. when some, like a, mm-hmm. I do it and I'm a hypocrite cause I, I don't like it, but I do it all the time mm-hmm. is when someone compliments like your outfit and you have to tell them the retail price. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I like your I shirt. Got it on sale. I got it for free. I found it on the middle of the road. Like, you yeah, have to it's like you have, yeah, no, you're so right because it, there's like this deeply uh, psychological yeah. thing where, like, I almost feel bad for paying like full price, almost like I don't deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have to justify it. You're right by like saying how cheap it is. And we're not saying to throw your money. <laughs> but we're just no. saying like there's going to be times where you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Get it. If you can afford yeah. it at this time and you know you have a little bit of disposable income and you mm-hmm. it's like you're playing money, go ahead and do it. Yeah. 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 It brings up this issue. If like- you want to give me a present, do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do it. Do it. Yeah, it's like, why can we hardly do anything for ourselves without experiencing a degree of guilt Mm -hmm. or having to, like, explain it away? Yeah. Um, And for me, like, whether I actually need the thing, 
that I buy is irrelevant because like we deserve creature comforts that aren't classified as necessities. Like, Mm -hmm. so all of this is to say the next time you do something purely for you before allowing any negative thoughts to pour in, remember that self-care is about respecting yourself and your Mm -hmm. well-being and whether that be support in the form of like physical, emotional, or mental, there is no reason to feel selfish about giving yourself the respect and love you yes. deserve. And that's all I'm going to say about Amen. that. Yep. A woman. A- <laughs> that deserves some like, some uh, what, <laughs> snaps and claps. Snaps. So now we're going to get into the questions you all answered on Instagram. Thank you as always for your engagement. Um, And of course, we will be diving into the numerous positive contributions women have made to society, but we also think it's important to point out the misogyny that we have to endure and overcome as part of that process to like achieving. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first question we asked you guys was, have you experienced microaggressions as a result of your gender? 75% of you responded yes, and 25% of you responded no. Um, and one of the most notable responses from you guys was in a meeting with all men. And every time I speak, I get interrupted, never the men, mm-hmm. which it, it's important to note because I feel like more often than not, mm-hmm. I experience that sense of misogyny in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because like women are oftentimes viewed as a threat mm-hmm. But they, like, the men, I feel like, are always trying to, like... Like, their guard is up and mm-hmm. they want to... And I, I could also see it as the opposite, too. Like, that we're not seen as a threat and we're just, like, a throwaway person mm-hmm. where they can mansplain to you and they can, like, look down upon you. And yeah. Stuff. So I could see it being both either or. Yeah. yeah totally. And it's, like, just to, th- just to give you an example, like, when a man when a woman like reacts in an emotional way mm-hmm. or like even just a strong way right yeah. like it doesn't even take crying to get this mm-hmm. i've been told before even by coming off like very strongly and passionately about something mm-hmm. like never even once shedding a tear i've been told that i'm acting emotionally oh i've gotten that rather that rather than just coming from a place where i'm acting passionately yeah. like they always have to take it to an emotional place, mm-hmm. which of course women get a bad rep for acting quote emotionally. Yeah. Um, and I do have to say that's probably one of my big pet peeves. I mean, mm-hmm. luckily I work in a workforce where we do like social events and a lot of it is personal, but that's probably my, the most hated thing to me is when yeah. someone says, don't take it personal yeah. just because I feel like part of your work, you can be really great. If yeah. you do put a little bit of a personal self, like self it. in it. Yeah. yeah. So mm-mm-mm. that's mm-hmm. why we live in this world. It's to yeah. be personal and yeah. engaging and make Connect. like work a little bit better than just mm-hmm. being a transaction. It's an experience. Oh, oh my God. I don't know what you're selling, but I want it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. And like, it makes me think some of the things that I've been told, you know, like that stick with me. Mm-hmm if a man or like a male counterpart acted in the same way, would they have been told the same shit? Like, Oh, you're, you know, 
the way that you're acting, it could it's probably know, going through something. It's a little emotional it's yeah. or, you know, um, or maybe if a man were to do it, it would be as like, he's coming off strong mm -hmm. or intimate. I don't know, whatever, whatever kind of words they want to put behind it. I doubt the man would have very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> they, they would have never labeled a man like emotional for just being strong and yeah. like speaking with conviction and standing up for themselves mm -hmm. and advocating. Right. Yeah. So, um, I've definitely experienced covert and overt discrimination as a woman. Like mm -hmm. sometimes it's more subtle than others. Um, there's little jabs people might take like insults, um, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be to like our intelligence or like little sexist jokes. Mm -hmm. um, one of the more memorable experiences I had was being told during a performance evaluation at an old job that I should wear more makeup in order for my colleagues and customers to take me seriously. Oh, I remember that. And to project a more like po quote polished and professional appearance. Mm -hmm. Um, and this wasn't something that I was told on just one occasion either. Like it happened over the course of like many months, like mm -hmm. several different times. Um, and you know, that it was like a really triggering experience to me because again, it brings us back to this point, like all we're good for, or like the perception is that we are to like kind of sit there and look pretty or like our credibility is based off appearance. And mm -hmm. I just think that's so completely fucked. <laughs> like to, to a certain extent. Yeah. Yes. Like oh, you yeah. don't want to walk in like dress like, like a bum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I agree with that to a but certain extent. But that's the same thing. Like us not dressing like a bum. No, that's like stand like everyone's dressed a certain yes. way at work because you're at work. Men and women yeah. are expected to, to dress come like to work. Nice. So I'm not gonna yeah. fight to like yeah, mm -hmm. we're not fighting to wear like our ponchos <laughs> yeah. or something like that. <laughs> our rain boots. I know. <laughs> but like the makeup part. Because yeah. right now, especially with everything going on and I'm still wearing a mask when I do my site tours. Yeah. Like I I don't want to put anything. I haven't worn foundation for like a year. Yeah. Same. And that's because I'd hate that it gets in my mask and all of that. But if someone were to be like, you have to wear makeup, I'm just like, yeah. why? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I totally get it. And like, it doesn't matter what your reasons are yeah. for not wearing makeup. Like it could be the pandemic and mm -hmm. I, me too. I connect to that. Like, for me, first of all, I'm not going to wear makeup under a mask. Like, my face is covered. Yeah. And I already get mask knee just wearing fucking moisturizer. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not trying to clog my pores. Yeah. You know. And also going the <laughs> other way, if yes. you want to wear a bunch of makeup and do your thing, go do ahead. It. Because yeah. like, I wish I knew how to do the thing with the eyebrows and the, the contourness mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such yeah. a makeup guru. <laughs> But no, I'm all for all of makeup. I'm all for no makeup. Like, yes, do whatever you want. Yes. Honestly, and yeah. that's just the thing. Like, it doesn't matter your reason, whether you wear makeup or don't wear it. Like, mm -hmm. it could be um, uh, skincare based. It could be religious. Yeah. It could just be as simple as fuck makeup. Yeah. I don't believe in it. I, I don't want to put that shit on my face. I believe in my natural beauty. Like, it, mm -hmm. it literally does not matter why. Yeah. Like, that is your prerogative. I know. <laughs> So, so what if I'm lazy and I just want to put mascara everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm like so thankful that I work in an environment now where that's not like the priority. Yeah. And like, I just think it's fucked when anyone has like certain expe expectations that aren't applied uniformly to women and men, you know, like why, why is that 
um, burden placed on us. Like, cause that's not just an easy task that yeah. takes time to like make up yourself. And mm-hmm. you know, like why, why should I be subjected to like more work just because of my gender, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> and unfair treatment that comes along with it. Um, but aside from, you know, microaggressions we might experience at work, there is something I want to bring up that was mentioned in a previous episode. So I think it was during unpopular opinions that I said, David Letterman is unconventionally sexy. And for the record, I am taking it back. (laughs) This is an addendum addendum. to to the previously said thing. Yes. Um, I went down a rabbit hole this last week and I discovered copious examples of David Letterman acting wildly inappropriate and misogynistic towards female guests. I watched a bunch of Farrah Fawcett interviews because she was on his show like multiple Mm -hmm. times. Um, And like her treatment never got better. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God, why? Um, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton. But like those interviews was, it wasn't even the most triggering thing I saw from him. Mm -hmm. There was one occasion where he was being extorted by someone for $2 million. This was like Almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it was, I think it was like 2009 actually or something. Yeah. Um, But he was being extorted by someone for $2 million who threatened to release proof of some quote, like terrible things Letterman did. So they had like some type of photographic or otherwise evidence Mm -hmm. of like his indiscretions. Um, So Letterman decided to like beat this guy to the punch and publicly admitted during one of the cold openings on his show that he's slept with women from the show um, and as a married man. And the audience erupts in like clapping and woos. I will say they were kind of confused. Like, yeah, I think think they like for the first half of his speech, Mm -hmm. um, they were kind of laughing at some of the things, like subtly laughing. Because I think it was just kind of an uncomfortable. They didn't know whether mm-hmm. to laugh. Or and I remember this it. time too. They were like already all the allegations were out in the open, and yeah. then he had to make a statement. It's mm-hmm. like you have to, you can't just like go Deny with your monologue it. and yeah. just like not say anything. Right. So that's like totally ignorant. Yeah. Um, but okay, you know, I guess um, he he garners respect for being open about it. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. But the fact that when he revealed he slept with women from the show Mm -hmm. and people start like wooing and clapping, all I could think was the audacity. (laughs) Like I, all I could think was if a woman talk show host admitted to similar indiscretions, she wouldn't be met with laughter and applause. Like she would be met with choice words and the beginning of the end to her reputation. Like, why is it that in the entertainment industry, men's bad behavior is excused as boys will be boys, but a similar discussion around women label them as sluts or easy with loose morals. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just, I just feel like, you know, we've said this before. We'll say it again. There's a lot of work that needs to be done as a society. Um, And the fact that I, painted this person in like a light of admiration. Mm -hmm. I regret not fully knowing the situation, um, you know, and 
yeah, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want the beard to distract, distract me from the real yeah. issues. <laughs> He's more than just a, a beard. A, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I take that back. And since we're taking back some stuff, okay, <laughs> I want to take something back too. And this was in our, would you rather episode? Yeah. Not on brand with this whole episode, but I still want to say it. So the aliens versus dinosaurs. You've been, te- <laughs> you've been saying you want to take this back ever since that episode yeah. we filmed that episode <laughs> because i re-listened to the episode i just didn't like how i described aliens i feel like i was alienating oh! and ignorant yeah. and i feel like i kept talking about how i was scared the aliens would be hotter and all of this stuff or how they would take over but i like what you said that it could be more like a gathering our cultures together and all of that <laughs> and oh my god i was over analyzing this so I, much I think, sarah was like i think she was annoyed and she was just like kathy stop <laughs> um but yeah that's funny. my answer to if i if we're in a take backs um thing our but anyway um so to answer this question on my end yes and uh-huh. work as well and i don't even think a lot of it is done intentionally, but it's just ingrained in how you treat a woman. Mm-hmm. Like pet names are my other biggest pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Like I get called sweetie, baby. Um, yeah. Or like mild touching. Like if someone passes you, like they they touch your shoulder to get through. Maybe they touch like your side. Yeah. Or if they feel the need to be like, oh my gosh, how are you? And then like, oh, it's just... I, it's not needed. Yeah. If like you wouldn't do that to a guy yeah. or all of that. Right. Um, and I just, I also prior to all of this, I just don't like hugging. Yeah. <laughs> and not a I didn't invite you to touch me. It doesn't yeah. matter like whether it's romantic or not. Like, and don't call me baby. You're not my baby. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not your baby. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> uh, I texted uh, Sarah recently mm-hmm. because I got so pissed that this one guy said, Hey, senorita. And I was just so annoyed at that. And then I later on realized that it does mean a version of respect, uh-huh. like calling someone with a certain title. Yeah. But given the context, it just was not – I'm sticking to my main feelings. Okay. Just because yeah. um, he wasn't from a Spanish descent, and he okay. said it. He was around my age, uh-huh. and he just said it in a way that wasn't like – respectful it was more like hey girl yeah and i just was not having it so we couldn't discuss the misogyny that women face without acknowledging the recent events with gun violence newsweek reported this week that there has been 103 mass shootings in the u.s across 29 states within the first 82 days of 2021 yeah Nothing says normalcy in America like fucking mass shootings. Welcome back. Yeah. I hate guns, always have. And at this point, I'm not even focused on removing them from the planet. We just definitely need more stricter ways to get them and better education and training for them. The fact that you have to be 25 years old to rent a car, but 21 to buy from a licensed dealer a gun or 18 to buy from a private seller, which could be your neighbor. Some Samantha B did this field report where they went to a convention for guns and mm-hmm. it showed like how easily it was to attain one. And it was just very scary yeah. and it just, it, it will rub you the wrong way. Yeah. We just need more education on them and also get rid of the freaking automatic ones. Like why do I need an AR 15 if it wasn't to do a mass killing? 
No, I agree. I think like the only, I'm not against like uh, gun owners Mm -hmm. rights or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, like I don't see any need or justification for like an automatic rifle or a semi-automatic. Yeah. Unless your intent is to cause mass destruction Mm -hmm. and like, okay, I get it. Even if uh, guns were abolished or certain types of guns were abolished or whatever, Mm -hmm. like people still have ways of getting them. Like I understand there's like an underground, like a black market and whatnot, but like, I just feel like it's ignoring the problem unless we do something about it. Cause it's, this is like an alarming countries and stuff how under gun violence rate is significantly low. And like that, that, um, the, the part from the article that mm-hmm. you read, like they also compared it to this time last year. Mm-hmm. And even with the pandemic, hasn't it escalated? Like mm-hmm. aren't the incidences more this year compared to last year? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And we were still in lockdown for a por- like yeah, a portion early of March, January. Yeah. January. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And gun violence is bad all the time. But there's something about a mass shooting in a place of escapism mm-hmm. that really pushes it further. Like, take a war zone, horrible. Yeah. Like, but guns are expected to take part in that area. And that's yeah. why usually they try to be a lot more vigilant and they're high alert as they can be. Mm-hmm. But when it happens at a school, the movies, a freaking grocery store, a massage parlor, like places to escape from the already shitty real world that we live in, just let them fucking have that piece. Like, please. Like, I just don't. Sandy Hook is probably the worst mass shooting that I've ever heard. And I like every time that year comes about, I'll start seeing stuff and I just have to like not look at my computer because I just lose it. It's haunting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, the most recent on March 22nd, a 21 year old gunman opened fire in a King Supers in Boulder, Colorado, which is their grocery store, killing mm-hmm. 10 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, the week prior on March 16th, a 21 year old white male killed eight people, six of whom were Asian women and wounded another as he opened fire across three spas and massage parlors throughout the Atlanta, Georgia metropolitan area. Um, There was even an employee who was able to escape during the shooting and said that they witnessed the killer saying, I'm going to kill all Asians. Mm -hmm. After his arrest, the shooter claimed that what motivated him was his confliction over a sex addiction. Uh, And the police captain who was involved with the case later excused the shooter's actions as not a hate crime, but that he just, quote, had a bad day. Like, how fucking offensive. (laughs) Um, I think it's also important to mention that this same officer posted in April 2020 on Facebook a picture of a shirt he bought with COVID-19 imported virus from China across it, along with love my shirt, get yours while they last. Mm -hmm. The post has since been taken down. Um, But ever since the onset of the pandemic, attacks against the Asian community have been on the rise. And there's zero doubt in our minds that this can be linked to Trump's incessant and intentional anti-Asian rhetoric. Mm -hmm. So they call it the China virus. Yes. Wuhan flu, like, oh my God, it's just deplorable, honestly. Like, especially as someone who is the leader of our country, Mm -hmm. like creating this kind of dialogue, right? 
Um, Stop AA, sorry, Stop AAPI Hate is a nonprofit organization. Um, They track incidences of hate and discrimination against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in the U.S., and they have recorded nearly 3,800 incidences of hate crimes and attacks against Asian Americans, 68% of which were women, and that's only since March of 2020. So if you listen to this and you don't think that racism and sexism play a role in these crimes and the violence that disproportionately target Asian women, you are part of the problem. We encourage you to open your eyes, rally, learn, report incidences of hate, know the victims' names. Like the fact that far too often with crimes against marginalized groups, we know the shooter's name before the victims. It's like just beyond a violation. And even when the media highlights the victims, like we've seen with this incident, they don't even take the time to basic fact check spelling mm-hmm. and pronunciation. Yes. It's, yeah. Oh my, it's just so terrible. Like we can't even honor them. in yeah. death If you can say Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> then you better respect us and say our names correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and another big one is to discuss and hold the people, you know, accountable to change the narrative and the way these attacks are framed. Like, When you encounter conversation that's like aiming to jab certain cultures or ethnicities, come on, step in. Don't be a part of the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Donate and support organizations and causes that are against anti-Asian violence. And most notably, stop the misogyny. Stop the white supremacy. Like. So as I've mentioned before, I am Asian, I'm Filipina American, and I do have to say I have laughed at the stereotypes that have been typecast towards me, Mm -hmm. Um, but they do hurt. I mean, if you say it X amount of times and if it's in the media, like Mickey Rooney from Breakfast at Tiffany's or even Mm -hmm. like the table of Asians on Mean Girls, like something seemingly light but constantly spewed as quote unquote normal Asian makes us seem like a cartoon yeah. that can only contribute X, Y, and Z, but nothing else. Yeah. Um, so I've, like I said, in the dating episode, I've been on a date with someone that was very vocal about his like passion for Asian women only and how that whole date was mostly talking about Asia. <laughs> when you, when you told me about that, it almost felt like fetishizing. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And then again, when I said, Later on, I texted him saying, I, I don't see this going anywhere. And mm. his next response was, oh, well, do you have any other Asian friends? Like like that, it, looking back now, like I made fun of it because it is like that date was ridiculous. But it did make me feel like that's all I'm worth. Yeah. Um, and then I went on a date with another person and he was really nice. And he made a comment that said, um like isn't it a compliment that you're fetishized like at certain times um but in actuality i think there's that deep and dangerous microaggression that can come about as being seen again as an object but also submissive and i've been in a relationship with a guy who made a joke 
And it was a joke, purely a joke about how I don't clean a lot. I don't know how to cook. I'm very stubborn and vocal. Um, and he made a line like, oh, I thought you're a Filipina. Mm-hmm. And it was to make a joke like, oh, I thought you'd be a lot more like submissive and know how to do these things. And I see it in the workplace, too. I mean, when I was in banking and um, a couple came to my window and it was her account. Mm-hmm. She was Asian, yeah. but the guy spoke for her the whole time. Yeah. And we also had translators that could have talked and she spoke English. Like I heard her when she was making her way out of the branch and I'm just like, geez. And again, like I said, I, I give in to the stereotypes probably for a little bit more of like self-deprecation purposes. Like I deflect, I say I'm a bad driver because I know I am. And I say I'm not good at math, which I feel like I should be. Like I make these little jabs to be funny, but it's also just to feel like I'm one with everyone that says them. Um, Cause I don't want people to think I'm hurt by it. Um, that's so deeply fucked though. To like, I know that that's the, that's the way that you're meant to feel, you know, in order to fit in, you almost have to like play an active part in your own dehumanization. I know. And I, and I'm trying my best to not do that. Like now I, I stay like I'm silent or like I say something if I hear it. Mm -hmm. Um, but one thing that I have to say that I will always stand by is never ever make a joke, especially in front of me that involves belittling someone for how they work to survive and take care of their family. Just like, Mm. Asians are known to work like sometimes lower jobs and maybe do nails, like stuff like that. Like that woman that you think is beneath you giving you a fucking pedicure, really ask her, how did she come to that job? She probably even owns the fucking place. Hustle, baby. (laughs) Like don't devalue someone's worth based on their job because just like you, sir, we are all trying to hustle for the American dream, whether it is ourselves or our children. And we are very family oriented. We, I talk to my mom every single day, guys. And that's just, and it is culture based as well. Like Mm -hmm. there's, I'm Asian and I honestly, there was a point where I wasn't proud of it. Like I'll be completely honest, like in middle school, I wanted to like look a certain way based on shows and all of that. Um, But yeah, no, we need to be better. (laughs) So yeah, guys. So transitioning from more heavy topics, we're now going to get into the women we love. Yes. Yes. So we took this to <laughs> we took this to Instagram. Who are some badass women who've changed the world we live in? And some of your responses were any mom out there starting their own small business or side hustle, Michelle Obama, AOC, Stacey Abrams, Katie Porter, and Jill Biden. Um, someone also said Mother Nature. She, Sure. Yeah. Why not? I always forget about her. She's bad. She's bad. She's a baddie. (laughs) Very bad sometimes. And And very great and beautiful. Yeah. She's glorious. Yeah. She's a mystery. She's a wild card. Wild card. (laughs) Every time I see rain, she can surprise you. That's sunny. Like ten minutes later, you bad wild. You little. You silly. (laughs) (laughs) But um, when I saw Stacey Abrams, I was just like, yes. So for those of you who don't know, she is a U.S. voting rights activist and politician. So the next um, couple of items are going to come from StaceyAbrams.com. So she became the first woman to lead either party in the Georgia General Assembly 
and the first African-American to lead in the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. She founded the New Georgia Project, which submitted more than 200,000 registrations for voters of color between 2014 and 2016. And Stacy is also credited for shining a light on voter suppression in the state of Georgia and subsequently impacting voter turnout with an increase up to 74% um, during the presidential election. She registered thousands to vote, namely people of color. She flipped Georgia from a red to a key battleground state, or at least she was integral to that. Mm -hmm. And she's largely touted as propelling Biden to victory. I said Biden, didn't I? <laughs> Biden. 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 Yes. Um, for her years of work, she advocated for voters' rights and change using nonviolence at the ballot box. And she was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize this year. Yes. So you go, girl. Yes. <laughs> what about you? I chose the notorious RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, I definitely think that if you haven't watched, I've watched this doc so many so times. So many times, yeah. Um, the RBG one on Hulu, highly recommend. Mm -hmm. um, but she paved the way for women's rights by fighting for her rights in the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, United States versus Virginia paved for equal rights in university admissions. And even the ones that didn't go exactly as planned, Ledbetter versus Goodyear, like started the talk on attention on pay discrimination. Yes. <laughs> um, she also fought for same-sex marriage. And my favorite case was the one that was made into a movie on the basis of sex mm -hmm. about the Mortis, I'm butchering it, I'm sorry, Mortis versus commissioner that fought for letting a man to be able to receive pay for nursing care for helping yeah. his mom, just like a woman would receive. And this emphasized the fight for equality, not dominance, a true feminist. Yes. She was serving on the court literally until she died at 87 years old. And to add on, she was also going through cancer. Yes. So me calling out sick, being hungover is a no-no. A true queen. Yeah. I I believe deep in my soul that she was like holding on as long and, as, as long as she could, you know, until Trump was voted out of office. That's yeah. my like. I believe in my heart she was just holding on, mm -hmm. you know. And, just, and she oh, fought. She heart. she sure you know went down. Yeah, fighting. and, and I, I love we, that we love her. Yes. And another thing that I love was her relationship with her husband, oh, Marty. Their love is probably one of the few that makes me feel like love. True love exists. Pure. Some love is yeah, really true. And mm -hmm. it comes in Marty Ginsburg. <laughs> yeah, it comes in the form of Marty. <laughs> so the next question we asked was, what's your favorite woman-made invention? And some responses were flexing, nice, uh, bras, and all of them. <laughs> Wait, flex when someone said flexing, was it like a, a woman coined the term flexing basically because we are masters of multitasking i could see that, Is that how i'm just gonna meant? go with that okay I like, that sounds I like that yeah and i agree with all of them <laughs> yes yeah. at first um i had to google who invented bras because well it may it totally makes sense that it was a woman now because mm -hmm. men aren't aware of the problems we face <laughs> um with our boobs and they weren't super sexy back then I yeah feel. they were very functional mm -hmm. um but at, for, i had to google it because i thought at first I was like, the the men would so create bras to like trap us in the patriarchy. <laughs> but then it turns out it was, it was a woman. I apologize. Um, but 
all of the inventions are, yes, I agree, valuable and they're all important. It does not matter. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, for any of you who might have thought or responded with birth control, it was created by a man, okay? And that seems very on brand. Okay, but Sarah. Yes. The pill form was created by the man, but Margaret Sanger was the main advocate for birth control. Okay. So she termed the phrase, and she also opened the first birth control clinic in the U.S. and established organizations that eventually evolved into the Planned Parenthood Federation of America, <laughs> whose services we very much use yes. and abuse um, during high school and early adulthood. I, I spent more time than I care. Or just me being England questionable, like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> and we love her. So yes. Margaret saying, I, I had um an AP, mm-hmm. uh, was it world history? No, AP US history. When we talked about like, I think it was the twenties, yeah. we did a song on it. And I did one of the rap was Margaret Sanger, Margaret Sanger kept my stomach from getting bigger. <laughs> oh okay. First of all, we, I can do, we can do a legit. Another one is Whitney Wolf, CEO of Bumble, the app. <laughs> I'm <Your> not- services <laughs> I've enjoyed. Yes. That's actually how I met Jim. Exactly. I and yeah. I'm not a fan of the app, but the fact that its CEO is thriving, mm-hmm. 31. Is she buzzing? She's, she's buzzing. <laughs> um, but another fun thing that I learned is that she left Tinder in 2014 and launched Bumble. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it all makes sense now. Go with me. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, another notable woman, Marie Curie. So she was a Polish physicist and chemist who discovered you can split an atom and developed the theory of radioactivity. She uncovered a new element, radium, and another one too. I think it's called polonium that destroyed disease cells faster than healthy cells and could be used to treat tumors. So not only did her work challenge and overturn established principles in the field of chemistry and physics, but she also had to knock down societal barriers while accomplishing her achievements as a woman. She was the first woman to become a professor at the University of Paris in 1906, and she was the first woman to win the Nobel Peace Prize, and then again, the only person and woman to win it for a second time. Um. And then another one, Anne Sukamoto is a researcher who made significant breakthroughs in the field of cancer research when she discovered that blood stem cells could be isolated and used to treat people with incurable cancers and autoimmune diseases. And she co-patented that process in 1991. Oh, wow. That's not that far off then. Yeah. Um, My last one for me is Shirley Ann Jackson. Mm Mm-hmm. So she was the first African-American to earn a doctorate at MIT. But my favorite thing, she (laughs) invented caller ID and call waiting. So thank you, Shirley. Love that. Love that. Protecting women one call at a time. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Our next Instagram poll question. If you could have dinner with a woman who inspires you, dead or alive, who would it be and why? And our responses were Lala Delia. She's so dope. Um, Women with good vibe, deep conversationalist, mentor. 
RBG, Nicole Richie, or Honey Boo Boo Child? <laughs> um, so my response to this is Audrey Hepburn. You guys have to watch the documentary that was released on Netflix. It's called Audrey. She, first of all, she's one of my favorite actresses. Um, we've talked about this before. My favorite movie used to be <laughs> Breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's. <laughs> But I attribute that to her. Like she was just so magnetic mm -hmm. and such an altruistic person and ultimately just lived a really fascinating life. Like she was born in Belgium, but she had British citizenship through her father. Um, so she ended up moving to London during her adolescence, but she suffered a lot of hardships while living there during the Nazi Germany occupation during World War II. And she even had to change her name to something that like she feared they would discover her British heritage. So she ended mm. up changing her name. Um, and then after the war, Audrey's dream was to dance ballet, but she took on modeling and acting jobs to kind of just get her by. But then she was discovered and started in her first Broadway play. And then of course, in her first movie, Roman Holiday. Mm -hmm. um, and aside from the fact that she was one of a kind and is considered one of the greatest actresses to come from the golden age of Hollywood, she walked away from it all at the height of her career to dedicate her life to raising her children and became a goodwill ambassador for UNICEF and frequently visited famine-stricken countries in Latin America, Africa, and Asia, even up until she passed away from cancer in 1993, like mm -hmm. up to the very end. Yeah. And uh, I just admire her so much and I love her and – she just broke the mold in <laughs> every way. Yeah. Because she wasn't like a traditionally like um, bombshell, like buxom, yeah, I mean, like Marilyn face. Monroe. Was she that funny face? Yes, right? she was yeah. Big, yeah. Or like no, funny she, girl. Funny she girl. kind of challenged that because she was a little bit more on like the tomboy side. And so I love that. She paved, she paved a way, you know. I'm Googling to see if it's funny girl or funny face. It's funny face. Funny face. Okay, it's funny positive. girl is Barbara Streisand, who is also a queen. Yes. But, um, <laughs> Agreed. So I <laughs> I didn't answer entirely as I was supposed to. I put, I wish it was more like a dinner party. Where it's I, that's not, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where it's not just one of them. Mm -hmm. So being that this is our podcast, <laughs> I am modifying it and having the You're dinner with. the rules. Yes. I'm having the dinner with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Nicole Ritchie, and Honey Boo Boo Child. So that was you. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> you I was that three-part answer. <laughs> and our last Instagram poll was, if you could walk in another woman's shoes for a day, who would you choose and why? Um, I think I would choose a political powerhouse or like a pivotal lawmaker mm -hmm. just because I feel like too often we're subjected to situations that strip us of our power and – not that these women don't encounter misogyny and sexism. They may even encounter more like in the mm -hmm. profession that they're in, but they're in a direct position of fighting it in a way that creates actual lasting change. Mm -hmm. So who came to mind for me was AOC or RBJ. Hey, <laughs> got the acronym. A acronym homies. Acron. Sorry, I was trying to I was trying to create a pun and you were I'm, trying to be that my quick. Margaret Sanger, Margaret yeah. Sanger. But I no, wanted to create that same impact and moment like Kathy did. Um, <laughs> but these women are two crazy, strong, empowered individuals 
who even in spite of the battles they faced, continued to be vocal and push for justice. Rest in paradise, RBG. Mm -hmm. <sighs> AOC, do your thing, girl. Yeah. We are all ready for you to be advocating for you. <laughs> what about you? I just have to say, Sarah, hearing your answer mm -hmm. makes me so proud that you're one of my really close friends. Oh. <laughs> because my answer. Oh. <laughs> so I treated it more like, again, I, I love your answer. Uh -huh. I wish I said the same thing, but I didn't. I treated it more as like a spa day. <laughs> yes, I like. No, we need these vibes too. Kathy. Okay, okay, come on now. Because I put Stormy Webster, <laughs> okay, aka Kylie Jenner's baby, aka part of the Kardashian clan. I think I just like threw up a little bit on my mouth. And I put more specifically, I want to be Stormy on her birthday <laughs> because I see those pictures and videos of these crazy we see those balloon things. arcs yeah i want i want i want to be her <laughs> i thought you were gonna say i want a balloon arc <laughs> and a balloon arc um so yeah but i sarah i loved your answer um oh thanks i know i love your answer too. <laughs> thank you but one of the answers that we did receive was they would want to walk in someone's shoes that have experienced like abuse uh -huh. or, or some type of trauma. Yeah. And I feel like that was probably my favorite answer out of everyone that mm -hmm. responded. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is just such an empathetic thing to do yeah. to like be able to dive into what you're feelings are and to have a better understanding mm -hmm. of it and i'm not gonna say who it was mm -hmm. but this person was probably the coolest and nicest human being ever from our high school yeah. i think this well, again was my favorite answer and i'm applauding and bowing down to you you selfless queen because i chose stormy webster for this <laughs> and <laughs> like you selfless pearl i want i wanted to selfless girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like like I wanted to be stormy and you wanted to grow as an even better human being. Admirable. <laughs> I love that. Kathy. Yes. I got to tell you something. What? What? I have uh -huh. an embarrassing encounter. Embarrassing encounter. So wait, can you do your Margaret Singer rap over? <laughs> Um, your favorite part of every week coming at you with our embarrassing stories. So I love my boyfriend, but when you live with your significant other, I don't care who you are. There will be things that they do that you grow to hate <laughs> or at least to test. <laughs> um, there's just no way around it in my mind. One such thing is he refuses to finish the last of blank, like it, insert any item here uh, before opening a new one of whatever said item is. Oh, okay. So like, it doesn't matter. It could be a tube of toothpaste, a ketchup bottle, a deodorant stick. Like these are all real life examples. Mm -hmm. um, he, it almost seems like he has an aversion to finishing the last of something, <laughs> which also includes the food on his plate. Yes. Um, and I hate waste so much. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm so full to the point that I'm, like, one bite away from blowing chunks. Like, I am compelled. I'm the opposite. Like, I'm compelled to finish food. Mm -hmm. um, 
so we got Chick-fil-A the other night and I finished my food and I see that he's still working on his. He has a full plate of waffle fries left. Ooh, and yum. yeah, a couple minutes later, I watch in horror as he stands up and throws his entire plate in the trash. And I pause and I'm like, did you really just throw away those fries? And I'm not a monster. Like the plate was sitting on top of everything and the fries weren't actually touching any trash. But yeah, I might've taken them out of the trash can. (laughs) And it's not the first time that I've eaten food out of the trash can. Okay. And as long as I live with him, it probably won't be the last. Um, (laughs) I just have to say though, I feel like my fear of food waste is so deep that he made like steak and potatoes the other night and the potatoes were undercooked, like to the point where I felt the need to vocalize it during the meal. And like, I told him like, by the way, like these aren't, these are so record. <laughs> um, and he's cleaning the kitchen later and he goes towards the trash can, like with the pot of leftover potatoes. And I screech, what are you doing? And he's like, you basically just said these were in- inedible. And I was like, yeah, so... So the moral of the story. But it's edible. You can still eat it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, God rest her soul. But I feel myself fl- slowly morphing into my grandma who had like a severe food hoarding problem. And I literally don't know why because I didn't grow up during the depression or anything that uh-huh. would like explain the way that I am. <laughs> I um, love it though. Yeah. I, I feel I've done it too. I mean, I've had a thing where like I was eating lunch and I threw some of my sandwich away, but it was still in the parchment paper. Yeah. And then I was like, oh. you use par- wait, you use parchment paper for your isn't that to like to wrap? Oh, your- yeah. Oh, are you talking it. about like the deli ones? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said like you made a sandwich at home, <laughs> and I was like, damn, you bougie! You, you're wrapping your own sandwiches in parchment. <laughs> but I still wanted it, and yeah. I was like, oh, well, it's in the container. I'll eat it. And yeah. I think it's fine. That's no- fine. Normalize eating trash. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, what so about you? mine was so we took uh, again a week off. Yes. And so we football does it all the time. Yes. Okay, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> we were taking a bye week. Yeah. Um, but St. Patty's happened mm-hmm. during our break, mm-hmm. and let's just say every hangover, mm-hmm. <laughs> I crave one thing and one thing only, and that's a smoothie. So yeah. that's my go-to like hangover cure smoothie. Yeah. But then I realized. I get hungry a certain time because, mind you, I'm at work. And then I'm just like, okay, well, I need to eat something. I usually am far from the store. So this time I was like, okay, I need to prep myself because after the smoothie, I'm going to get super hungry in an hour. Uh-huh. So I, after I got my smoothie, I went to Vaughn's and I was like, I'll get one of those like cute, like fancy charcuterie boards, but they come Ooh. in those like individual snack size yeah snack size so i saw that and then below me was a sale on something for two for three dollars okay it was the basic lunch oh i thought you're gonna say i didn't even care what it was i just saw the sale (laughs) but it was and i did want because like in the charcuterie package i had like mozzarella slices and like the the meat (laughs) the salami and i was like oh and i remember looking at that i'm like oh this would be better if i just had a pizza and then Mm. lo and behold below me the lunchables pizza you're kidding yeah okay can i admit something i've never had a lunchables pizza but Uh i would really like to try one they don't have high expectations okay but it just it's nostalgic but it's i think they're good i think they're fine 
can can I try one on next week's yes, episode? I'll, I'll do a live and then tasting. I'll and then I'll have a reason to actually get them and not be embarrassed. Okay. Which is my story. Yes. It was I. So I only needed one. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'll just get one. That means it'll be one fifteen. And so I went mm-hmm. to the Vons checkout line, self checkout, and. This was my biggest regret is because it rang up wrong, mm-hmm. but I was so embarrassed that the only item that I was purchasing at this place was this one pizza Lunchable. And I was yeah. like in my, like my work attire yeah. and I was so embarrassed that I just left with it. And it was $2. I was like, I wasted a dollar. Like you didn't 15. address the discrepancy. No, I just oh. paid it. And I should never be ashamed of <laughs> wanting to eat a Lunchable. <laughs> But uh, that's probably my story. But I'll I'll bring some over. Next I think time. that's fun. I don't nothing to be ashamed of there. I missed the dollar twelve. <laughs> now not addressing the price issue yeah. that is a travesty. <laughs> um, I have a trauma story from Lunchable. Maybe this is why I didn't go on to try like the pizza version. Yeah, but I only have um one memory of ever eating Lunchables and. It was like lunchtime and you know how the meat, the meat one with the Ritz crackers. Oh yeah. The basic, like the basic a, one. Yeah. It comes <laughs> with their original flavor. It comes, the cheese is like a full block yeah. of cheese. It's kind of, you nasty. have to like peel it. You have to peel it off. Mm-hmm. So I'll one of my friends <laughs> was like, I dare you to eat this whole block by itself. Like, and the, the taste, the artificial, I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. If it was the texture or the smell or I don't know. I can't say for certain, but immediately like triggered my gag reflex and I oh, threw no. up over that block of cheese and I've never been able to have Lunchables ever again. But I think I can make an exception with the pizza one. Okay. Should yeah. we have a mukbang? Shred it. It's shredded cheese. We'll have a Lunchables mukbang. <laughs> what, who's the brand that does? Is it Oscar Meyer? Oscar Meyer. Okay. Yeah. We'll have um, Oscar. Oscar Meyer mukbang. No, spon- they don't sponsor us, but we're throwing it out we're, there. Yeah, we're, we're not opposed either. <laughs> So we just like to end the episode with another question we took to Instagram, which is what's one way you uplift and support other women? So some of the responses we got were sharing that you love them, giving specific and genuine compliments, congratulating, and constantly hyping up your friends when it's due. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to add in advocacy and speaking up for each other, mentorship, connecting, encouragement, support financially like support your small business women-owned businesses i saw this week i sent it to you kathy Mm -hmm. on doordash because i was doing that stupid little game i do where (laughs) i add stuff to my cart and then the price gouge just like kills my soul um and there is a section on doordash where it's women-owned businesses Mm -hmm. so good on them for highlight there was also black-owned businesses so really proud that huge corporations are taking positive steps mm-hmm. um another thing i saw recently was this video of this girl it was at nighttime and she saw in front of her house a woman um speaking with like a man and it was obvious to her that the guy was like a stranger and just like approached the other girl on the street and she, out of concern she went up to the girl and she was like oh hey like Becky, blah, blah, blah. Like, she acted like she was her friend, basically. Yeah. But essentially rescued her. 
from the situation. And as they were like running off, the friend was like, thank you so much. Like, I didn't know him. I didn't know how to get out of it. So more acts of courage like that, like queens stepping in. Queens helping queen. Yeah. Queens fix each other's crowns. Crowns, <laughs> crowns queens, crown, crown. Crown now, brown, crown. <laughs> I always get that saying. It, it, it reminds me of that uh, episode of The Office, like, Beats Bears Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> That's our own version yes. of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, like uplifting other voices. And I agree with everything yeah. that you said. Thanks. And we just want to add with a, a, a couple, end with a couple of quotes from our favorite RBG. Mm-hmm. I ask no favor for my sex. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks. And that was quoted from her documentary, RBG. And then this next one is from her book, Notorious RBG, The Life and Times of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Real change, enduring change happens one step at a time. Beautiful. I love so it. thank you all for listening and celebrating Women's Month. Woo, 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 woo. And until next time. Bye. bye.